because I've studied this law of attraction for a long time, I found that the emotions around food are the most important thing. So, for example, we have um, my kids love to roast hot dogs by the fire. And, of course, that part of me that was like, what? No way. But I saw them have so much fun that I feel like their bodies transcended the this the horror in a hot dog, right? But then also in the same breath, they're, they're eating mostly whole and beautiful foods. And so this once in a while hot dog isn't going to hurt them, especially when they're doing something like enjoying it around a fire with a, their friends. And so I think what I've witnessed and seen is that it, it the the feelings toward those foods are definitely the most important thing. I, I definitely support the the raw and the whole and all that stuff, but mostly the emotion, like you were saying earlier, when people are so afraid of a food and they won't eat it because they're afraid it's sprayed, their their fear is the thing that's creating the, you know, negativity in their body. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is a little different. I've been kind of waiting for a good week to, um, slip this, uh, in here. Um, but this is not kind of the typical style interview that I do that I go and sit with someone and ask them questions, uh, and that sort of thing. This is actually, um, me as a guest on a radio show, uh, that is hosted by a woman named Aurelia Helios. Aurelia, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that last name correct. Uh, she is the person behind something called Enhance the Light. Um, I'll leave a link in the show notes to kind of her website and um, where you can find more information about her. Uh, but she's an author, she's a speaker, and she's a renowned energy healer. Um, so she has just a ton of knowledge on kind of, um, you know, reaching a higher state of consciousness, which is just super interesting and something that I really don't have a ton of knowledge on at all. So it was really cool talking to her. Um, but she, um, is also the mother of 15 kids, which I just find fascinating. Um, and she's just so positive. So, um, she's just a great person. She's a great person. Um, so we talk about, uh, food. We talk about, energy, we talk about something called the law of attraction, which uh, is really interesting, and the importance of appreciating your food and how actually just the appreciation and belief that something is good for you can actually transform that food in your body to be good. Uh, so <laughs> really interesting. Uh, we talk a little bit about fasting, a little bit about protein, and kind of the things we've been conditioned to think we need um, and yeah, and it's kind of all about, um, different things, whether it's, whether it's diet or, um, other techniques on how to, uh, reach a higher state 
um, personally, a, a higher state of being, a higher state of consciousness, um, and, and much more, much more. Um, it's a pretty lengthy um, show uh, slash interview, um, but it, it's, uh, it's great. For me, just hearing kind of the way Aurelia spoke in her approach to certain things definitely got me excited to uh, kind of dive into sort of spiritual and, and, and energy um, in my life much more. Uh, so there's just a lot of amazing information in this convo. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, pull something from it. So without further ado, um, my interview with Aurelia Helios. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening to hopefully what will be an amazing show today. I have a guest, and I'd like to introduce him in just a little bit. Before, I'm going to send everybody to www.enhancethelight.com, learn a little bit about me and my husband and our kids and what we're doing. And there is a free book there for you, A Light in the Dark, the Field Guide. And this book was inspired by... My exposure to um, people who have to work in, quote, the dark, whatever the dark means to you, but the dark, places that are difficult and hard to handle. And so I believe that many of us are actually in the dark, and we need to connect to the parts of ourselves that remember why we are here and what we are doing, because this dark can be very easy to forget. So I'm going to read this part in my book called the light core, the chapter is the light core. As part of the laws of this planet, each person is given something known as the light core. It's a tiny flicker of light that exists in us, in all of us. It is given to help us know right from wrong. It was granted as part of the plan to help protect us. Now, let me explain. Right from right and wrong can be a trigger for people because who decides what's right and wrong? And I like to reframe that and say what works and what doesn't work, what brings you to your higher state and what doesn't. So all people who have been born with the, this thing called the light core, the place right above the heart, if you place your hand there, you might feel it. It is close to the heart as it is deeply connected to the heart and all light must be through the heart first before it enters this space. As you become increasingly intuitive, you will feel this place burn within you and help you make choices. Every day we are given opportunities to increase or decrease the brightness of the light core. Every choice that leads us towards dark decreases it and every choice that leads us to light increases it. The reason we want this light core to be strong is so that we can have stronger power. The stronger this light core becomes, the more we will be able to have discernment, self-control, and intelligence. The brightest of the light cores know that with this power, one can know everything. Yes, that is the promise, everything. This is the truth. The brighter our, our light core becomes, the higher our knowing becomes. Remember that it should be our highest endeavor to increase our light. There is nothing of greater importance. The reason I felt to um, read this today is because as we go into this um show today um i feel that there might be people that are interested that are you know might be curious they're saying well there's sh you're shaming me for how i eat or how i want to live or what i'm doing and I, that is not true at all so i hope you can remove that filter we today we're going to be talking about how to eat to be in a higher state and if our goal is to bring other people to a higher state of conscious or 
to bring people even just to living a better life, then that's what we want to do. And I know my guest today does. He has a similar ambition. He is Pat McCauley is the founder of Eat Green, Meat Green. He's an international health coach, plant-based nutritionist, author, and entrepreneur. He helps men and women all over the world lose weight and keep it off, kick inflammation, pain, gain energy, and live longer. Who doesn't want that? He's written a book called Eat Green, Make Green. You can go look it on Amazon or his website, which is www.eatgreenmakegreen.com. And he will, he does coaching and, and you can listen to his podcast so that you can educate yourselves on this. So I'd like to say welcome to Pat. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, so as we begin, I'd like to um, find out, you know, what what started all this? Where did you begin all this? Yeah, sure. So a few years back, I, um, you know, I was just at a place in my life where I was, I thought I was eating healthy. I was, you know, like most people working out like crazy and not really seeing much results. Um, you know, I was always, uh, up until that point in my life, I was always kind of told, um, you know, kind of high protein, low carb was, uh, was the opto- optimal, uh, optimal diet. Um, right. whether that, whether that be in instantly you think kind of lean meats and you think, um, that sort of route. Um, and I just, no matter how, how much I worked out and I, I was previously, uh, I was an ath- athlete all through college and, Again, coaches, doctors, nutritionists, everybody told me that my entire life, you know, protein, protein, protein. And um, so I got to a point where, you know, um, I was just working out so much. and I just knew there 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 had to be a better way not only to feel better, but um, to to look and, and maintain the way I wanted to look um, without, you know, without being such a, a maniac on the fitness side of things and. I was even, you know, as a as a young a young guy at you know 25 years old, uh, I was waking up with with pain in my hands, pain in my knees, pain in my ankles, and mm-hmm. I always I always kind of blamed it on playing sports most of my life, and I said, oh, this is just something I'm going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started, I I just I just figured let me let me try something different with my diet, and uh, for me it started with. You know, I, I changed my normal eggs and toast for breakfast, and I, and I made this big green smoothie with, uh, you know, kale, spinach, blueberries, bananas, um, some some turmeric and ginger, and things like that. And I just just that one change, and I committed to just doing it, you know, for a week, changing my breakfast for a week. And by the end of the week, I just, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, by lunchtime, my energy was through the roof. My um, my, my digestion was so much better. I just felt so much better, so much lighter. Um, and I just mentally, physically, everything was working so much better. And after that, I said, okay, you know, maybe there's something to this. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do another shake for lunch. So kind of the, the next week I, I did, you know, shakes for breakfast and lunch. And then it kind of just took it to the next level. And then as I started to kind of add foods back in, um, every time I had like a piece of steak or uh, essentially any any type of meat and dairy, I, I just felt like a 
like a beached whale. My energy levels plummeted. <laughs> and, um, and I just, I felt so much better when I had kind of the whole, whole plant foods, essentially. And, um, and that, that kind of began my journey into, uh, you know, I now eat a fully whole plant food based diet. And, um, you know, I just can't, I can't see any other way of living since, you know, it took, it took probably three or four months and then literally everything that I've battled for years of my life went away from acne to, um, allergies to asthma, um, just aches and pains all over my body disappearing, sleeping better. I mean, just, just things I was never told by any doctor. I was given the creams. I was given the allergy meds. I was given all this stuff that I was going to have to take the rest of my life. And, you know, within months that all went away. And so after that experience happened, I really, it, it was, it was very profound for me. Um, because I had just never felt so good. And, um, from there I was just, I, I was just, I looked at things in a different way and I was very determined to, um, help others kind of, uh, I guess in your your terminology, uh, kind of see the light uh, when it comes to comes to diet, and um, so I, I just dropped everything I was doing and um, started really really studying it and and becoming a uh, a student to it all. And um, so then I, I wrote my book and um, you know got uh, got uh, my nutritional uh, studies done and all that and. Now I'm just trying to spread my word on kind of the power of the food and how um, how it can really change your life. Wow. So, um, you know, I struggle because the word light ha- is kind of taboo for people. I feel like <laughs> religions st- took it and screwed it up. <laughs> so I now, would agree. Yes. Yeah, so now people are like, light and dark. Are you going to try to sell me on Jesus or something? But um, for me, it's science. So that's why I talk about light because it is, um, you know, the closer I got to these groups, I saw that they understood light and dark to such a deep level. And so now it's funny to me that I, that, that, that I'm talking to everybody else and they're just like, uh, light, light, like, what is that? And I'm like, okay, I'm talking in the form of scalar, scalar energy. And there's some shows on American Freedom Radio about scalar and it's pretty fascinating, but I, I just hope to reframe people's minds about this. This is light is, it's our tool. It's our, it's, it can be an asset. And when you are able to access it within yourself, cause we really are fractals of light, then you'll be able to discern and know what is going to be best for you. I mean, I don't know anybody. Well, I do know some, but most people are looking to live a better life. They're looking to live in a higher way. And, um, if they were, if they knew how beautiful, um, it, the power was to be able to tap into themselves and know what's true and what's not true. Similar to you, when you started eating the, the foods that were more beneficial for your body, you started noticing the foods that were not best beneficial for your body. Now, I'm not going to say there isn't, maybe somebody out there could eat those foods and be perfectly fine. But for you specifically, you felt that this was bringing you into a higher place, right? Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, it um and there was certainly a 
I really do feel there was a spiritual aspect to the whole thing that yeah. I just had never, I had never experienced. Um, I kind of, to kind of break it down in, in a very simple way, I really feel that, you know, our bodies weren't meant to, um, digest meat and dairy, to be honest with you. And I think that from an energy standpoint, that when you put things that are hard for your body to digest and, and excrete into your body, um, that all its energy is, is wasted doing that. And, you know, your energy to think, your energy to move, your energy to, um, do all the things you want to do, um, is, is limited because of it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like to, you know, reiterate that we're energy, right? We're made up of mm. matter, and when we take in something into our body, it, it has to, again, if you see it in a fractal, what is that going to, how is it going to assimilate, and what's it going to need to do? For me personally, when I put an animal product into my mouth, which, by the way, I find them delicious, but um, when they come into me, I notice that I just... I'm a lot more tired personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like my body is working hard to figure out what to do with it. What do you, is that similar to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. That was well said. Um, Yeah. I just think it really needs your body spends more energy on, on digesting it than, um, than it would, um, you know, a, a plant food. Well, really and, before, and before we lose all the meat eaters and dairy eaters, yeah, sure, I love, yeah, yeah, I love you all, and Likewise. I'm not putting I'm not putting you down. I'm I'm being very personal about my own journey, and I think um, same with Pat. We are we're, we feel that at least I feel that that each person has a very specific journey, and even if someone started eating more green, but they still ate the plants, I mean the the animal product, then that would be success. Don't you feel? Oh, totally. I, I think any any incremental change is just like absolutely encouraged. I mean, um, you know, nobody in our lives ha- has ever told us that you know eating more fruits and vegetables is a bad thing. Um, and even just small changes, you know, adding um, adding some some vegetables to your steak dinner, and maybe you know getting a portion a little higher of the of the vegetables than you normally would and things like that. Um, it's not about, you know, being plant-based or being vegan and all these kind of terms we throw out. It's just about, you know, really trying to improve on what you're doing and being open to kind of how food really can affect you. And yes. then and then just just making small incremental changes and then when you make those changes to listen to your body and in in take notice of how it's affecting you. Um, yes. yes. And, and that's that's how I got here. I didn't wake up and decide I wanted to cut out meat and dairy. I, I grew up on meat and potatoes. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I love I loved burgers for for years and years and um, and, you know, drank dairy milk and the whole bit. But, you know, when I really started listening to how my body reacted to certain foods and the other thing is I thought I didn't, I didn't realize how good I could feel. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they think they, they feel great. They think they, um, you know, they're, they're eating whatever they're eating and, um, they don't, they don't realize food's effect on them. And I certainly didn't. 
And it wasn't until I felt how good I could feel by eating, um, you know, whole plant foods that, that it kind of clicked for me. Yeah. So, um, one of the things, well, I grew up with my parents being pretty awesome about, um, you know, trying to get me to eat healthy and, and stuff. And I feel really blessed to have that experience. Um, and, when I saw that a lot of the normal foods that people were eating, or the normal, right, the foods that people were eating were driven by the desire for money, it really ticked me off. <laughs> you know, the grocery stores were full of stuff that would had extra, a lot of sugar, a lot of salt, just to get people to buy the product. Have, did you, have you noticed that? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's, there's so much kind of economic, uh, pressure behind everything um yeah i mean all all kind of the the foods that you know you're not you're not going to make a profit on a significant profit on you know a head of kale i mean you just you're never going to but if you can take um some kind of refined form of a grain and put a bunch of artificial flavors in it and call it fruit loops in it you know mm-hmm. i mean and then and then sell it for you know 25 times what it what it were was you know to to make then then yeah i mean that that's just industry and uh there's certainly a lot of money behind everything and and that that goes with with meat and dairy and it goes it goes with all all even even produce but um it's just harder you you know you can't brand produce you can't you know you can't really um you can't make a significant profit but yeah it it definitely certainly pisses me off that you know we're kind of uh the puppets of uh big industry for sure yeah it i mean it 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 adds to my already uh suspicious um feelings to who's in charge and what's being done. And so people like you who entrepreneur who say, who say, all right, I'm going to educate people and, you know, to some degree go against the grain. Have you come against anything that's been difficult or hard in your process? Um, not particularly, but I mean, other than kind of some interactions with, with certain people, but, Definitely not from kind of organizations. Um, but, you know, I think certainly as, as you become more mainstream and you're, you're going against kind of big industry and, and, and governments, that absolutely w- would come into play. Right. Yeah. If you're trying to get this, I mean, right now you're, um, you're probably still just you know, keep busy with your life and what you're doing, but you're not like affecting huge things yet. But hey, you never know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> good, good, awesome. I have a lady that I know. Her name's Raw Raw Chef Wendy, and she's making it big here in Utah. And it's kind of cool because she's she's been on the news and everything, but she's just trying to get everybody to go raw. So that's kind of fun. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one thing that had that had me interested in and my family in eating better was we really wanted to increase our well, I and, and, you know, 
other friends and family that we have want to increase our capacity to be intuitive. What do you know about that? Um, meaning, are you, are you kind of referring to mental performance? Yes, in a way? Like, 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 okay, so, I mean, I've, I've, I have a team I've gathered where we are working on, um, what we feel like is an important project. It's called the Enhance the Light Movement, and it's, we're going to get a building eventually. We want to be, bring people to a higher state of consciousness. And, but in order to do that, we feel like we've got to be leaders of into intuitive leaders where we are um, in tune with our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our spirits. And we are accessing that power of consciousness in order to uh, um, sustain this goal that we have. And, so that's in big part why we're we're constantly encouraging those in our team and and I mean our team and and, and others that would be involved to um, eat healthier for intuitive powers to capacity to astral project remote view all that stuff is a lot easier when you are you know bringing things into your body that um, help you connect to the spiritual source. So what are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I um I definitely think it's important. Um in terms of my personal experience with that, um you know, I kind of I I don't uh I guess I kind of re- relate everything to um I shouldn't relate everything to work, but I do occasionally. Um mm-hmm. and just my ability to focus, my ability to yes. um just you know, be in tune with what I'm doing. I mean, I even the the title of my book is Eat Green, Make Green, and I believe my change in diet resulted in in the sale of my first company. And I I, I truly believe that. Um, I my my energy was so much better, and I felt so much better that my confidence just went just skyrocketed. And I and I because of that, I was able to really step out of my comfort zone. I started, you know, booking um, or, or scheduling uh, meetings with, with people I was, you know, previously afraid to kind of approach that were, you know, above me or whatever and things like that. And just taking steps that, you know, um, whether it was fear or just a lack of confidence were not letting me take prior to that. Right. And um, I just, I just really started playing ball on a higher level, if you will. And, um, yeah, I, and there was certainly a spiritual aspect to that. Um, for me, um, I certainly got more into, um, yoga, into meditation, into, and I really do think that you start to see things very differently when you're putting the right things in your body. And that, that kind of led me to, um, you know, the yoga and the meditation and things like that. And it's certainly from a, from a mental performance standpoint is I, I've, I've just never experienced it. And there's no, I, I just have full confidence in myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I really attribute that to, to food. Yeah, I could see that. I, you know, while you were talking, I thought of, um, you know, we have in our energy field, we have the seven chakras. So we have the root, red this sacral which is orange the solar yellow the heart is green the throat chakra is blue 
the third eye is purple and the um crown chakra is kind of a violet and when when our chakras are cleared we're much more powerful and capable and when when you were speaking i just saw how you were very grounded in the root chakra you you under you kind of took a personal study whether you were aware of it or not in this this field to solidify your strength and then educate people on this hey first of all you've really got to get your body in a proper state and then once it's in that proper state then you can go on and do these other things and i love that so i appreciate your um almost like this grounding kind of effect that you have and i can feel it coming from your book as well that it's like got very i haven't read it i'm just kind of energy going into it and i see that it has a a, a very um What's the word like a, a solidness about it and a very basic. I mean, you're, you're, you're keeping people grounded and giving them basic ways to to sustain themselves. I, I, I appreciate this. Um, one thing was one time when I was having conversation with this group quote that that tried to um, recruit me, they would ask, why aren't you eating better? They were trying to help me get in a higher state to go be with them and work with them. I said, I don't know. You just, I'm eating pretty good. You know, I was still eating decent. And they were like, and all of a sudden I connected to what they were eating. And it was very simple and very, very, whatever was eaten, whatever is eaten has extreme value. So you don't just eat to eat. You actually eat to get energy. Everything Mm -hmm. was a small amount and, um, and this itself was sustaining them to be able to work hours and hours to keep management of what they were keeping in management, which is the planet. But um, <laughs> so it inspired me to say, all right, wait, wait, what? all my bread that I love so much, even though it's amazing, is not helping me. I mean, to taste isn't really helping me to um, stay in alignment because it's a filler. And and I found how many foods I was eating just to get full, and then it it frustrated me to to see how many people are asleep and don't realize that that it, the goal is not to get feel full. The goal is to be alive and to get and to eat foods that keep you alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, kind of piggyback on that, I think we're. A lot of people are, are kind of stuck in this, at least for me, when when I kind of made this change, I, I started to have all this extra time in my life um, <laughs> because my life stopped revolving around food. Um, <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I, I made the mindset shift of exactly what you were saying, um, you know, f- Food became fuel to me. Food became what I needed to perform at the level I wanted to mentally and physically. And it became just, you know, feeding my body what I need to be at my best, period. And Mm -hmm. if that food wasn't around, I wasn't eating. Um, I, I, it's really as simple as that. When I, I don't, you know, when I go into, social situations now or I uh, go about my day, food is not really on my mind. Um, And that was huge for me. And it really, not only did it clear up time, but it just 
shifted my perspective on things. You know, when I'm with family uh, during a holiday or something, it's about being with your family. It, it has nothing to do with food. Um, and, and that was just a really big shift for me. Um, but, yeah, just putting putting food secondary, and then when you do need food, to treat it as you're eating something for your body to feel good, you know, yeah. versus versus eating to eat exactly as as you said. Yeah, it's it's definitely a shift because you know when you go to these functions, whether it's a holiday or what, there's just so much what I consider to be gluttonous food that just it it for it's even difficult to resist at times because it's like this is what we do together right we sit around and we gorge and we eat all this food right i mean if you don't then you're making us wrong for what we're eating right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yep yep and it's like i to 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 be strong in that setting is nice for self discipline i i i say that practicing that in that time is the best time go to a family event at a holiday and don't eat what they're eating do the best you can, but not to be different or self-righteous, not to say, okay, and just stand out. Oh, look what I brought my vegan burger or whatever. You just, but you, um, you know, you just quietly set that example and, you know, let, let come up what needs to come up for people because people know, I mean, they know somewhere, I feel like they know somewhere that what is more right for them. I mean, why else would they act guilty? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And, and uh yeah you, you said it exactly setting you know set the example and that's kind of the approach i take with with friends and family um when they when they're able to see you happy when they're able to see you vibrant and and you know with a smile on your face and looking very healthy and and just just all around in a good place um and they see that they start asking questions they say wow you know like you know, what type of foods are you eating? Um, and they get interested about it. You don't have to put it in people's face and, you know, kind of say you're, you're, as you said, kind of, you know, just doing it to be different. It's, it's just, you know, set the example. Don't force anything on anybody. And, and they come to you because they see how, how happy and, and thriving you are, you know? Yeah. And when, you know, the more you are, align yourself with things that are truly beneficial for you the less edge that you have it's like you you become more alive and in that you get to tap into those places of knowing like we spoke of earlier there's a um there's a ted talk that i really like by dan Bwetner. i don't know if i'm saying his last name right but he says how how to live to be a hundred plus have you listened to this i haven't no Oh, it's great. It's only about 20 minutes long, but he, so Dan, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R, and he goes on, um, him and, and and other people did study on the groups of people that are living longer, they're living to be 100 and living to be happy. And I loved what the study, you know, the fruits of the study were that every single one was plant-based, I love that. So everyone. And then another big thing was they ate very small portions. Whatever they ate, they didn't get full. They would eat small portions. 
And another interesting thing was they did not, most of them did not exercise daily as in doing, they did exercise, but they didn't have like work at the gym or whatever. They actually made exercise a part of every moment of their life. So they got up and walked somewhere. They, they kept themselves physically busy most of the time, which you can't do if you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so those were three be- things that stood out. So please, anybody that wants to learn about this, go listen to that TED talk. It was amazing. Um, but the plant-based concept, it's kind of hard to get plant-based that's not been sprayed with, I mean, especially on a budget. So what do you do? Um, you know, I, I kind of take the approach that it's, uh, you can only can control so much. I think, mm-hmm. I agree. I think if you're eating fruits and vegetables that were sprayed, it's still a thousand times better than eating right. processed foods or meat and dairy. And, and you just, to that extent, you can, you can only control so much and, and you're still, you're still getting, you know, most of the benefits of those foods and, you know, wash them as well as you can. Try to eat organic as much as you can. Um, but yeah, you, you can only control what you can control at the end of the day, unless you, you, you have the ability to, you know, go to a local farmer's market or, uh, you know, have your own garden in the backyard or something like that. But, right. um, you know, it, it shouldn't, uh, when it comes to, you know, people worrying about, you know, sprays and pesticides and things like that. I think a lot of people get too worried about it to the point where they avoid fresh produce. And that's when you, that's when you run into trouble. Um, and, and they go elsewhere because they're afraid, afraid of how pesticides affect them. But, uh, it's my belief that if you're, if you're eating whole plant foods, whether you put pesticides in your body or not, you're going to be very well protected from them. Right. Yeah, this leads me into um, something I want to talk about. Before I do, um, anybody listening, if you would like to call in and ask us questions, the second hour, we're going to keep the phone lines open, and the number is 218-339-8525, and we'd love to answer any questions. But um, it has me going into this whole concept of the law of attraction. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, so the law of attraction is, and a quick way to explain it is that you – what you think you create, right? And that as you continue to shift your beliefs, you can um, create what you want. A lot of the, the most well-loved poets, artists, scientists, great thinkers such as Shakespeare, Blake, Emerson, Newton, Beethoven, all conveyed this message through their many works. The main principles of law of attraction can also be discovered in teachings of many civilizations and religious groups. An example is in Proverbs, actually. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So as we think, so we are. And I agree with this. I've watched this in my own life. A lot of times people are walking around, they just have these beliefs that are keeping them stuck. So if they can shift those beliefs, they can transform their life. And I had me thinking about when we eat these foods, um, we if we believe they're good for us, then they're good for us. But I've had these debates with people, well, where's the law? And there was this shaman, a very old, wise shaman. I was able to ask him some questions, and I said, okay, so what about food? How does that work with the law of attraction? I have a friend who felt, seems like he can eat anything, and he said, when you eat food with gratitude, it can transform it into being a positive thing for your body. And I said, then why can't I eat food like that? 
And he said, because your cells on a cellular level, you still believe those things are extremely bad for you. And so they will be bad for you. And so the law of attraction is you have to believe it on such a deep level. Um, a lot of people study this law, you know, that you, as you think it, so it is. And we create our world. And, but what, what I came to was I really believe there is an entity, Mother Earth, that, that, uh, that is this feminine that, that is the, the earth and she produces these products for us. And says, why did you mess with it? I don't understand. Why didn't you, I, I made, I gave you this gift. Why are you not enjoying it as it is? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think of it as I eat this way because it's an honoring of this being who is giving us this beautiful thing to nourish us in her desire for us to be stronger, to be more intuitive, more capable, more powerful. And that, yes, if we're extremely powerful, we can eat what we want. I mean, there's old people that eat whatever they want if they know how to transmute it in their body. But most of us don't know how to do that yet. And so we need to um, start by eating these foods that help, help us to feel alive. I think about you um, when you you know were eating this food and then you just decided to start being more in tune, intuitive to what you wanted, what felt more right. And then your body started um, kind of having a conversation with you and would say, hey, look what this does to you. Look what this does to you. So in a way, you were accessing the powers of this law I speak of, um, this law of attraction. And you were kind of it feels to me like you were communicating with that higher law and saying, "Okay, what what can I do to be more successful? I'm not doing well, not getting what I want out of life. What can I do? And you were led to shifting your food. And then not only that, it went into educating others and to shift their food. And so it has me curious. What do you, I mean, you, you seem pretty like you're doing well, but what would be your next level? That's a good question. That, that's <laughs> a great question. I mean, the way I kind of look at it right now for me is, um, how how many how many lives can I change? That's that's kind of how I approach it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the next level. The you know more that I there isn't an exact number for me, but just the more people's lives I can change, the better. Um, in terms of personal kind of development, uh, next level. Um, I certainly I think there's a there's definitely a deeper kind of a lot of the things you talked about, but but a deeper spiritual aspect that I have not fully grasped um, and have just over the past year or two been open to even, you know, trying to grasp it. Um, so I definitely think, you know, the food opened the window for me. Mm-hmm. But to 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 kind of seeing um, other things and seeing um, seeing everything in a different light, and definitely I have I've come to as I mentioned getting into yoga and meditation and things like that. There's another aspect um, that I haven't grasped, but I think I still think food was crucial for me to see it and to kind of come back to you saying. 
you kind of eat what Mother Earth uh, gives you. Um, I 100% believe that too. I, I, I really believe that, you know, a, a banana is a, it's a packaged food by, by nature. It is like that's nature's packaged food, um, right. fruits and vegetables. And, um, that is what was put on this earth for us to eat humans, I believe. Um, yeah. so next level, I think, you know, I've, from a diet perspective, I've, I've messed around with, you know, cooking less food, you know, eating more raw. Um, I've experimented with fasting and seeing how that's affected me. And that, that had a very, very, uh, interesting effect on me, uh, from a, again, from a energy and kind of mental clarity side. Um, and, I'm and just about that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, I kind of committed myself just out of curiosity to, again, back to that, um, you know, we constantly are throwing things at our body via food. We're, we're constantly giving our body things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, when you're, when you're seriously sick, a lot of, you know, the, the best thing you can do oftentimes is, is fast, not eat and just try to let your body heal and drink a lot of water and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, I wanted to see um, just eliminating food for at least periods of the day, what it what it would do for me instead of kind of taking that approach that we've never really given any thought to. We've just done all our life with breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, so I, I took the approach of I'm not going to eat until I basically gave myself an eating window from about 5 p.m. to, to 9 p.m. And the rest of the day, I would I would just drink water. And by one, two o'clock in the afternoon, um, again, a lot like my experience of, of switching my diet, just the, the mental clarity, the energy I had, um, I just felt I, I was, I was on a next level. I really was on a next level. Um, and I really, I also, so I, I did it for, for a few months just to kind of see what, what would happen. And, um, I certainly learned, from a from a calorie standpoint that you know your body really will adjust to what you're doing it's it's so powerful um you know the uh, like anything the first few days it it doesn't really know what's going on um but once you kind of get into a rhythm and and it knows when to expect food um it holds on to more calories it holds on to more nutrients and i really believe the that we eat eating three times a day is is for a lot of us um it's not necessary especially if we're not constantly moving which most of us aren't um so that from a from a calorie standpoint was very interesting and um energy wise just really again blew my mind of just hey step out of the way let your body be its body Mm -hmm. and it was it was powerful. So in your book, do you talk about um, some a lot of foods that you suggest for people? Um, yeah, I I kind of give my sort of average day breakdown for foods. Okay. Um, I I don't get to especially you know the book was meant to be very simple. It was meant to be 
Um, the last chapter of the book is actually if you want to give uh, give kind of eating that way a try, I kind of give a, a five-week plan to transition that way. Nice. Um, and it's really meant to be very basic, very simple, and, um, you know, not uh, not unapproachable and, and kind of hard for people to understand. Um, so when it came to food, I just I just really simplified it. And again, I focus on if it came from the earth, you know, it, it's probably a good thing to eat. And if it if it came from another living creature, you should probably avoid it. And I think we really have gotten too much into the weeds with things like protein and carbs and fat. And we've we've dissected all the things in food um, when in reality we just need to we need to step back and. Just, just look at those two things. Where did it come from? Did it come from the earth, or, or are you eating another, another creature? And, and that's really, uh, on a basic level, that's that's really all you need to know, I think. Well, and I didn't used to be very skept- too skeptical, but the more I saw what was happening, I'm, I'm to the, you know, a little over the top with the conspiracy. Some would say because. I say, why were we so pushed that we needed calcium from from the, the the animals? Why were we so pushed that we needed all this protein when protein makes you feel really tired and weighs you down? Like, why is all this so important? I mean, we learned about it at school. We learned about it in nutrition plans. I mean, why? And and it's like I as I've changed my diet, I've thought. It's so strange how many things are so programmed there. Are you getting enough calcium? Are you getting enough? Are you getting enough? Wait, why is there lack in my head? It goes back to this law of attraction I talk about where when there's lack, you create that in your life. When you believe there's not enough, there's not enough. So with with yours, it's like, okay, let's see what we can get from these products that have been given to us. And see what they're doing, but we have to change our minds about it, don't you think? I I totally agree. And um, kind of the first thing that I cover with with clients of mine and, and people I work with is is your mind, um, your mindset, and just I really work on I've through education and through um, examples, but I really try to eliminate those thoughts of of it's so ingrained in us to, you know, when we think protein, we think meat. When we think carbohydrates, we think, you know, grains and pastas and things like that. When we think fat, we think, you know, avocados and like every, every food we have broken down into these, these certain, um, nutrients. And we, we've just, as a result, we've, we've just confused everyone. Um, and, and we've set all these standards for how much of these certain nutrients we need. And it's just, it's just led to just constant confusion and nobody knows what they're supposed to, <laughs> how much of X, Y, and Z. And it's really not meant to be that complicated. It's just, it's, it's just very simple. Eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. And you don't, the, the whole, kind of we created what protein what we call protein we we came up with that you know we came up with what calcium is and you know we we labeled all these things in food that we really um in in what you have been kind of talking about we don't we don't 
full, we, of course, do not understand the body and we never will. I, I believe that. It's like, it's like saying, you know, what every species in, in the ocean is. I mean, it's just right. too, too vast. It's too, it's intricate. Um, it's too intricate to pinpoint, hey, this is what protein does in your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate that we have put foods in these categories and it affects all of our eating decisions when it's just, it's, it, it's real, really simple. It's really simple and it should be, it should be simplified to just plant or animal in, in my opinion. Right. Well, what about hemp? How do you, what, what do you, um, feel about hemp? Um, honestly, I don't know a ton about it. Um, and, um, you know, I messed around with kind of hemp, hemp seeds and, and hemp protein powder and things like that back in my days when I mm-hmm. was shifting to plant-based and thought I needed protein, right? Um, and, and I was messing around with that. And, um, again, I think if you can, if you can get anything in its raw original form, um, and it's a plant, I think, I think it's beneficial for the most part. Um, but if you're, if you're taking hemp, you know, through a powder or things like that, I just, I don't think you're, you're doing yourself any good. I really think that the nutrients in food, um, again, we don't understand them and they all work together is my belief. And that, you know, when you have an apple, it's very much different than extracting the sugar from that apple and eating the sugar from the apple. Right. Um, we just, you know, the how our body uh, works with food and how the nutrients in food work with each other. We just uh, we have no idea on how that works. And um, again, we're we're foolish to think we know. But but hemp, I really. If it's in raw form, I say, I'm sure, I'm sure it's good for you. I haven't gotten much into it, um, other than when I was kind of messing around with it for, for what I thought was a needed protein source at the time. Right. I'm similar to you where the closer it is to nature, the more it feels true to nourishment. And in the same breath, um, if we're able to put something in a powder form or whatever that we can't get in our local area and, and, but it would give us a lot of benefit, I would use it just because, you know, we live in a desert and a lot of things don't grow naturally, but I do prefer anything that's local and that is going to be closer to not, so not just closer to its natural form, but closer to me in my area, you know, because I'm breathing this air. We share an energy with whatever is near. However, there's these products like we can't grow goji berries out here or some of these beautiful super foods. What are your thoughts on those kind of superfoods? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, things like, you know, I've experimented with um, things like moringa and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, love- you know, plants we can't get around here that are just, you know, you compare them to on the Moringa front, you compare it to a, a spinach or kale and it's like, you know, kale on steroids and just supposedly all these amazing <laughs> benefits. And 
I would love to actually get my hands on the actual moringa plant and give oh, it a try. Oh, me too. Um, but yeah, I've definitely messed around with kind of the superfoods and I do think it, it's, it's hard to tell, um, it, it's hard to tell how good they, they are when, you know, kind of supposedly the best way to kind of consume them is if they're, you know, freeze dried and then put into a powder. And I think there's, there's certainly some benefits to it, but. I, I still think the the whole food form going to the source is better, but mm-hmm. um, I guess it kind of comes back to on that front. I I tend to stay away from them now just because I do prefer the whole foods and I think they're they're more beneficial for you. But if it's something that you know you want to try moringa because you're you're trying to make an improvement in your life and you're trying to better yourself in some way, or you want to get some dried goji berries or or whatever. Um, then, then go for it. You know, if it's, if it's a conscious positive step in your life, um, I support it. But, uh, my take on, on kind of the superfoods is, um, go to the source if, when and if you can. Right. One, um, thing I've come into, and you may not agree on this, but, um, I, because I've studied this law of attraction for a long time, I found that the emotions around food are the most important thing. So, for example, we have um, my kids love to roast hot dogs by the fire. And, of course, that part of me that was like, what? No way. But I saw them have so much fun that I feel like their bodies transcended the this the horror in a hot dog. Right. But and also in the same breath, they're, they're eating mostly whole and beautiful foods. And so this once in a while hot dog isn't going to hurt them, especially when they're doing something like enjoying it around a fire with a, their friends. And so I think what I've witnessed and seen is that it, it the, the feelings toward those foods are definitely the most important thing. I, I definitely support the the raw and the whole and all that stuff, but mostly the emotion, like you were saying earlier, when people are so afraid of a food and they won't eat it because they're afraid it's sprayed, their, their fear is the thing that's creating the, you know, negativity in their body. Um, and this has come from definite, a lot of analysis on my side. I've been doing this for, I would say, because my parents brought me up in natural foods, even when I was younger, I was fascinated with natural foods. So definitely many years um, I've been doing this. So everybody that's listening, stick with us. We're going to, I'm hoping we can do a little bit of fun and maybe channel some things. Um, And Pat and I are going to keep talking about the incredible benefit of going green. Stick around. Welcome back everyone. If you'd like to give us a call, and chat, the, two, the number is 218-339-8525, and you can ask Pat or myself any questions that you have. Um, Pat's website is eatgreengogreen.com, or eatgreenmakegreen, sorry, eatgreenmakegreen.com. And it's a, an amazing site, Pat. I'm loving it. I'm looking through it, and um, it's got, you know, you've got this – your story and and what you've done in order to get to where you're at and hopefully there to inspire others. You've got podcasts, blog, your book, coaching. Um, 
one thing I was, you know, we talked about protein earlier. How did you switch your belief and be able to, um, I guess, do this without protein? Because you work out every day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good question. And yet you have me thinking about the, um, you know, the emotion around food and the belief that. You know, you don't need this or you, or you need this or, or it harms you or it doesn't harm you. That's really interesting. It's got me thinking. Good. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, again, I just, I just kind of started, started listening to what my body was telling me. And, um, I, I just started experimenting and I actually found that the, and, I, I do have to specify between kind of plant-based and, and animal-based protein, but when I got rid of the animal-based protein from my diet, um, my ability to, you know, build muscle and stay in shape, I found was better, um, mainly because my I, I would just feel I, I recovered so fast from any tort of, sort of strenuous exercise, um, whereas previously it would take me a lot longer to recover. So I could actually, not only did I want to work out more because I felt better, but, you know, there was never, there was never soreness like I used to have. And I was able to, you know, lift just as heavy weight and do, you know, run just as fast. And, and, you know, from a workout perspective, it was almost like I had switched to like performance enhancing drugs. I mean, it, it was, um, yeah, and I again the the focus on protein I think is why people reach for the uh the animal products and when you get to when when you realize that you really don't need it per se um and you kind of free yourself of that and you feel how the food makes you feel it, it just doesn't make sense to to eat it. Um but yeah, from a from a workout standpoint, I don't know how I got there other than simply listening to my body and I did when I was transitioning, I would use protein powders and things like that because I thought I needed it. But I just found that when I, I I slowly kind of weaned off those because I knew, you know, they weren't whole foods and they probably weren't ideal for me. And, um, and when I was fully, you know, kind of done with kind of going out of my way to get protein, um, I just found myself getting better and better and stronger. And, um, so I, I think, I just think that the need for protein is just so overly, uh, exaggerated and you get a lot from, from things like beans and lentils and nuts. And I mean, there's a lot of plant-based whole sources that you get them from. Um, and I just think we put too much emphasis on it because, uh, from a from a muscle building and, and kind of physique uh, exercise standpoint, I've I've found no problem maintaining muscle or anything like that. Well, you know, not eating what most people would consider a high protein diet. I would actually, if you if you wanted to get into that, my diet's probably very high carbohydrate, which is what people always tell you to avoid. But um, yeah, so. And maybe that, that belief of now knowing that I don't, I, I believe I don't need it. Maybe that plays a, a, a role in it. <laughs> I'm think thinking so. it might. 
Yeah. Yes, I, I feel that. I think you're pretty passionate and strong and you, but what's great is you give courage to others. There's, there's a lot of products right now, you know, especially for working out that have a ton of whey or, and soy. And what do you think about those things? Uh, whey, I definitely, I stay away from. Again, it's, uh, you know, it didn't come from the earth. That's how I look at it. And, right. um, on the soy front, I think we have, Kind of, uh, villa, vilified, villainized, vilified? I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, soy's gotten a bad rap, uh, because of the whole phytoestrogen content of it. Again, where it goes back to us kind of breaking down these foods into these, uh, different segments, but, um, on the, you know, we're told as guys that when it comes to working out to avoid soy because, you know, it has, it has these phytoestrogens in it, which is just plant derived form of estrogen. And, you know, all the, all the science out there really points to the fact that a, a plant based estrogen is very, very different than, um, getting estrogen, you know, getting the, hor- the actual hormone estrogen. Right. Um, and, and I really think that, that soy gets a, gets a bad rap. I don't necessarily, you know, most, most soy we consume is a, obviously, uh, a processed food item. So I tend to shy away from it, but I don't think it kind of has all these negative things. If you have, you know, tofu occasionally or you eat, you know, a soy based protein or soy milk, I, I don't think it's, it's it's necessarily bad at all right right it well once i started seeing how powerful we were as creators and then you know everybody was doing soy and all this information came out about how horrible it was i truly wondered if it became horrible because they told me it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a great point yeah well and we are so programmed in so many ways to um think and feel certain things about things like the example is you have to have protein and then you've got proof on your site. You're not doing hardly any protein, but you, you look great. You're, you, are tons of energy. So wow, a whole reframe and obsede. Hopefully that there's an option to eat more with more integrity, you know? Yeah, so, certainly. Yeah. So, so, you know, here's another aspect. It's like, Okay, so we're talking, you're talking about, you know, you have a lot more energy and all that stuff. What about personal? Do you feel like the way you ate helped you in your capacity to have more connection with other people and have more intimate relationships or? Yes, 100%. And why so? Yeah, something I can't, I can't really explain it. Um, and I do, I do talk about this in my book as well. Um, my relationship specifically with with um my my girlfriend to you know I hope to marry one day and um and my family and my friends just became so much better and I can't I kind of attribute it to me being in a much more comfortable and confident state because of you know my my change in lifestyle um but it also, I can't explain, uh, t- towards animals, the same thing happened. 
Um, you know, I never, I never got into eating the way I do because I was thinking I was harming animals or wasn't harming animals. That, that connection was totally just never there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it, my, my way of thinking changed and I really now look at it as, you know, my, my relationship with other people is so much better, but also just my relationship with the earth and kind of seeing, um, you know, the, the fact that we're actually, you know, we're blind to the fact that when we, uh, you know, sit down to a steak or we sit down to a egg and bacon sandwich that we are in fact eating another, you know, beautiful creature. And that, that connection was never made for me until I kind of made this shift in my life. And I really have no explanation for it. Um, but, but my, my, my relationships, uh, with both, both the earth and, and friends, family, um, and, and my girlfriend has just changed so much. Well, I have a theory and you can take it or leave it. This but, is great. Uh, this is great. I'm learning a ton. Okay, good. <laughs> well, um, so we are vibrational beings and, right, and we are different emotions, um, create a different frequency. So I think love is between five and 700 and being in full alignment to, they call it God consciousness is where you can tap into what's called the Akashic, which is a place of knowing all things. Um, it keeps you, you know, in tune or attuned to the higher frequencies well, when you eat better, you attune yourself to these higher frequencies. And in that, you have higher emotional strength and and um, stability even. And even in just being conscious about what you're eating, you're taking a stance that you are disregarding programming and coming back to yourself and who you are and what and what would be the most benefit. And so this does affect your connections and intimate relations just by the fact that that people now feel a lot more safe because you're at that frequency and sometimes they may not feel safe and those will find them their way out because you may trigger too much in them and then they don't last. But the but what you're doing and what it looks like is you have in by increasing your frequency, whether you're aware of that or not, you also helped those around you increase their frequency, which then helps them be more attuned. And then now your relationship is not so much about those lower states of anger, which is like 200 um, or or um, resistance, which is a big one, but more about being fluid and um, more of being a vessel for the, um, like in the, a receptor even for higher information. And so in my theory, you, people that become in the higher frequencies naturally then want to help everybody else. They just do. They just turn into that because they, they know that somewhere they know that the, the highest thing they could do is to bring everybody else along with them. Say, come on, let's do this, guys. Let's do this. Let's get to a higher state. So then, you know, we can experience more joy, fun connection together. 
So what do you think? I I agree with you. I think I think you just kind of summed up exactly why um I I I dropped everything I was doing and and you know started started the business I'm doing now. Um wow, I I never I never thought of it like that, but I think that is uh that's probably very very accurate. And I think it also probably explains um, kind of the disconnect uh, when, when you when you speak to somebody about um, kind of whether it's whether it's diet or lifestyle related or not, but you know you you can certainly tell when when I speak to somebody who's kind of on my frequency, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I certainly feel it, and I and I know it. Mm-hmm. And when I speak with somebody who who is not, I, I certainly, I pick up on it right away. Um, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. but, but I think that, 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 that very much, uh, very much could have impacted me and why I decided to do what I'm doing. Yeah. One of my fascinations is, so I believe that we, a lot of us came here under what I, what's called the matrix and it's kind of this gray haze of all these strings and we've forgotten a lot of us have forgotten why we're here and what we're doing but when people get more in tune and, and intuitive they start to remember these memories come back and and things become more um they become more capable of knowing these quote higher laws or truths and so when um when people do this um like I said, like, like, the, sorry, the fascination is in that why would someone like you, right? So what, why would someone like you feel drawn to educating people about green when, you know, Bob Johnson, random name, is, doesn't do that and he's just checking the box and doing his job? Like who, what differentiates those that are Callers, I call them callers, where they're calling other people to a higher state. What difference a caller from someone who's maybe just a box checker or, or, um, even, you know, just, I don't know, other things that they're doing. And what I feel like I've come to is that it, it's like I'm trying to, I try to translate something doesn't have a, I feel like it doesn't have so much of an, a language explanation because some things are only understood by subtle energy. But the way I'm translating it, and forgive the weakness, um, is that a lot of times the evolved beings um, are called to do these things, and they, they're waking up, and which means they're then trying to wake others up, and called like they probably – you know, said something before this existence or, or I don't know how to explain it, but they, they feel drawn to or connected to some, to be a caller. And, um, in part because they've already experienced and brought themselves to that higher state. So then they were ready for it in this existence. Now we're going off onto kind of some voodoo and out there stuff, but um, I just love to go deep. So, and, but part of it is because the, the reason it matters, at least I think is important is because, and I don't want to lose people with this, but, um, 
I want to challenge those listening to connect to the part of themselves who feel called to doing something. I mean, I love how clean and clear you are with your with your message. Eat green, make green. Come on, guys, let's do this. I'm calling you to this higher state. And how what are some what are people that are listening? What's your specific call? What is it? And it doesn't have to look like this at all. It doesn't have to look like anything. But what are you doing to help remind everybody about what they're capable of. Now, now, Pat, you have your passion to educate people on how to eat to bring themselves to a higher state is such a a valid and important, valuable thing right now in the attacks that we've been on. And um, in the book, you know, it's the light in the dark, the field guide. It talks about that we're we've been attacked, and if we don't, if we're not aware of this, and we don't wake up to it, then we don't see that we need to do something about it and and be an advocate for higher light knowledge, higher information so that we can help our family members. I mean, we're all family. I see it that way. We're all this big family connected and we have a responsibility to remind everybody. Now, this is, like I said, out there when Pat's actually, you're really incredible at being really root centered and I love to float around in the mystical, metaphysical and, and, and see what's, you know, these, these higher truths and what's really, and what's going on up there. But I really appreciate that you're, um, you have this, the feel of your work is very grounding and common sense, stable and unshaming. You're not shaming anybody. And, I guess there's a part of me that feels drawn to um, helping you see even more that you aren't doing this just because you accidentally stumbled across it, but that you have been called to call other people. So there you go. (laughs) Wow. Wow. The pressure's on now. It is. I mean, it's very serious. You better. No, no, it's actually it takes the pressure in in a way because um, you see yourself as this vessel that has a a loving duty to do this. And I think what what it should do, and I'm hoping, is bring you into that higher state to go to that next level that you're ready for. And so anybody that's, people that are listening, um, same thing with you. What do you feel you want to do? What do you feel that you're not noticing? Um, Pat, I would love you to talk about what changed so that you actually started following your dream. Um, that's a good question. I, I guess, um, I guess for me, I, I just, I felt there was something else. I just felt there was something else. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess a part of me had to be open to it though. Um, and I, I have always been from, from a physical, um, kind of, uh, performance standpoint, I've always been open to, you know, what, what works better with this or that and, um, just, just being open to, hey, maybe there's another way of doing things or maybe what I'm doing right now can be improved on. And I don't care, like, I don't think it matters what aspect of your life that is. Right. But just, just to be open to the fact that maybe there is another and better way. Right. And, and just kind of try to go towards that. 
Right. And that, that just, for my mind and my theory, it just proves the, you know, why did you innately, um, you know, feel drawn to doing this? Um, because so many people are, what, and it sounds like a put down, but it's not our sleep about their bodies and about what would be best for their bodies. Um, uh, I feel a little bit heavy about that and sad that, that there's not more education mm-hmm. on this, this wisdom and to bring them to a higher state. Cause I mean, don't you think that if they, if they knew somewhere that this could mean that they would get a better job, they would get a better relationship. They would do it. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I always give the example um, in in kind of a business context, if you or a career context, if you went to somebody and you said, you know, I can take your I can take your career to the next level mm-hmm. by by simply changing what you eat, but that is so outlandish to people when you say something like that, mm-hmm. um, that, that they just can't, they, there's just no, there's no connection there and they don't, um, they don't take that seriously just cause they're not open to the possibility of that, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think there, there, we, we look at food so we, we don't, we can't wrap our heads around the fact that what we put in our malls can have such and and has such an impact on us. Um, so we clo- so we close the door to a lot of possibilities when it comes to that. Right. So, um, Pat, someone a caller has called in eight oh one. Welcome eight oh one. Hi there. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Um, we. I don't know if you've heard much of our conversation, um, but you're welcome to ask us any questions or ask Pat or myself. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm here at work, so I haven't heard much, but I hear that you're talking about food. So my my question is going to be, uh, um, according to you and and human biology, what, what do you think our ideal diet is? Pat, go ahead. (laughs) that's a good question and i don't think i don't think there's an ideal diet for anyone Mm -hmm. i think the ideal diet is is what you believe is right for you and what feels right to you for me that is undoubtedly whole plant foods um i i can say that with with 100 percent confidence um I, uh, if you kind of missed the earlier portion of our conversation, I kind of through trial and error and just listening to what worked with me personally, um, when I stopped eating uh, meat and dairy and, and focused on um, eating whole foods that, you know, you can pick off a tree or you can grow or, you know, things from the earth, um, it just, that, that, that was optimal, optimal for me, and I just never, I never knew food had such an impact on me. Um, but I think ideally, ideally for me, it's whole plant foods, and I think a lot of people are, are feel the same way and have experimented with it and feel the same way. Um, I just don't, um, I don't think there's one particular diet that's right for for everyone. I think it's really 
Um, we've talked a lot about uh, the the emotion that goes along with eating as well as actually what you're eating. And I think um, I'm kind of uh, coming to the realization that it's both the emotion when you eat something and actually what, what the food is doing to your body. I think there's probably a combination of the two. Um, and I think it's, I, I don't think it's very different for everyone, but I think it certainly comes down to, you know, what, what feels right for you. And, and for me, that's, that's whole plant foods. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like that, uh, the emotion side being just as important. So here's my last question. Um, as you've made those changes, what, what's been the, uh, the most dramatic effect for you? Um, it's certainly been, um, mental, mental clarity and, and just, um, it's really opened me up to seeing, uh, different things in my life and viewing things a different way. Um, Earlier we talked about relationships and it's, it's improved my relationships like I can't believe. Um, and, and I attribute that to just being more at ease and more confident and more sure of myself. And that kind of, uh, radiates to, to those that I'm around and, and those that are close to me. Um, but certainly I, I think the biggest thing was just, it opened me up to a whole new way of, of seeing things. Um, and from a kind of to kind of step away from the the personal side of it, I think it also from a from a from a career standpoint and a uh, fitness standpoint, um, it's just it's taken it really has taken me to the next level. All right, can I ask one more question? Of course, <laughs> sure. yeah. So, how do you? So I mean, if if uh, if I'm doing the best I can with a diet, how do I how do I implement that emotional side? Like what what uh, mentally or emotionally? Like what is my goal there? How do I do that? I would say so. I try not to use the term diet. I think um, I think if you I think we're we're crazy to think that a a short-term change in our life is going to produce kind of long-term results. I think you really have to I agree. commit to something for a long time and to, to really see its true effect. Um, but um, I'm sorry, give me, give me your question one more time, your actual. Um, so, well, yeah, so that concept is a little bit new to me, just, you know, like eating Eating what you think is right for you—that's that sounds normal, but um, but just the emotional side. You say, oh, you, sure. you say it's oh, kind sure. of half and half. So, so to someone who's maybe never heard that before, how do you how do you start doing that? How do you implement that emotional side of eating? Yeah, I think I think once you eat something that maybe makes you feel good. Or, or you feel it, it's right for you. Again, for me, that was that was when I started eating uh, plant foods, um, and then believe that, believe that's good for you. Um, and I, on top of that, you know, I really got big into you know the science and, and the research and things like that. So when I paired all the all the science and research that was telling me, hey, this is what you need to do to 
avoid disease. This is what you need to do to boost your energy. This is what you need to do to feel good. And that was all pointing towards whole plant foods. And then once I had that belief that this is right for me, um, and then, and then combining that with actually, actually eating it, um, I, I think that's kind of how it, how it paired that that's how kind of the emotional aspect paired. So when I eat it, not only emotionally am I feeling, Hey, this is right for me, but it also in my body feels right. Um, so I would say if you're just kind of getting into that, it's, it, it comes back to, Hey, when I eat something, let me see how it, how it makes me feel. Um, but also, you know, do the research. Um, if you're somebody that, feels like you want to, you know, you want to stay healthy. We all want to stay healthy and we want to, you know, be around and, 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 uh, you know, enjoy the time with, with our loved ones and whatnot. And so just do the research and and see what's out there in terms of, you know, food's effect on us. And, uh, when you kind of, uh, block out all of the media that we're fed with, you know, we talked earlier a lot about carbs and protein and all this, all this stuff. And you, and you block all that out and all the kind of articles that tell us to drink green tea and all this. And, and you really look at the science and you look at the proof of, Hey, these people that eat whole plant foods don't ever get heart disease and they rarely ever see cancer versus those that eat animal products. So if you, I think it's a combination of education. So educating yourself and then uh, believing what you're doing is right, and I think when you pair those two, it, it's powerful. Yeah, I gotcha. I definitely think, uh, and I definitely agree that it's such a good idea to to listen to your body and to do those do, do those experiments. I think that's definitely important. Definitely, definitely. I think just being but, open to those experiments is a step in the right direction. Yeah, because uh, for a lot of us, there's so many different voices, there's so many different op- opinions out there. So ultimately, it's probably going to come down to your own experimentation and listening to your own body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, some thought that came to me about the emotional is um, do an inventory. You know, what is what's my relationship to this food? What you, you know, be, kind of create an intimate relationship with your relationship with food and how often you might be attached to something like an Oreo cookie, right? And why? What what time in your life did that give you comfort? And, and what do you need instead? Like, a lot of times I'll think I'm hungry and I think, no, actually, I just need a hug or I just need to take a lot of deep breaths or... I need to go outside and connect to the earth or, you know, like what point did we decide that our hunger would be met just by food? And in this inventory, you can discover how often your association to hunger is to just food. So do you have any other questions? Hello? I think we might have lost them, huh? Oh, maybe. Um, are you still there, 801? It looks like it paused. Oh, he's out. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody listening, hope you just heard that. Um, so 
I think that's a great question. How can we shift? And and definitely this inventory will help. But what do you suggest, Pat, to help people with the emotional part of food? Um, I I really think it it starts with education. I think it starts with with you know really informing yourself about um about what you're eating. Um, and I know there's so much information out there, um, that confuses a lot of people, but I guess it's, I guess it's a combination of, of education and experimentation. And then once you do so and, and you, you can pinpoint what, what makes you feel what's right with you, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then believe that's right for you and commit to it for a certain amount of time. And if it's not working, you go, you know, you go back into kind of experimentation and education mode. Um, and, and you start eliminating more things or, or adding different things. Um, it's kind of an iterative process. And then, and then, but you need to get to a point where, uh, each time you kind of iterate, okay, I believe this is right for me. Let me commit to it. Right. Or, you know, and not, and I don't mean like go on a crash diet or anything. I, I mean just commit to eating a certain way and then see how it makes you feel over the long term because that's really the only way to tell. I really like that education thing. Um, so I kept feeling to get off refined sugar years ago, eight years ago, and and then I stumbled across this article that said that refined sugar attacks your immune system, and all of a sudden my brain went, oh, what? Every time I eat refined sugar, it's attacking my immune system? And I was off. It was, that was the, the last thing that had me done with that, you know. Um, and I was getting sick at the time, so I discovered that, that actually helped a lot, and it was a great path um, for me. But, again, our bodies are different. We come from different DNA, different cells, you know. Um, that's why, like, I really respect everybody's process. Yes, there are some programs that help, but the honoring of each person's path is, seems really important. And again, for the caller that called in, thank you for calling and, and anybody else is welcome to 218-339-8525. We'd love to answer any questions. Um, so we talked about the protein and the, you know, the emotional state and, and all that stuff. So, it, does it explain your book kind of uh, like small steps for people to begin or because I think the thought would the, the, that people would have is how, where do I start with mm. all of this? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely um, and and I teach a, a very similar um, process with clients and I do have a very basic, um, simple um kind of transition in in the book and yeah it, it, it's gradual it's um it's meant to be approachable it's not meant to be overwhelming um my approach is to just start uh just change your breakfast you know see how you feel with a different breakfast um whatever you're doing um you know i, I recommend you know to to really feel at least for me to to really feel the power of kind of whole plant foods it took me uh the easiest way for me to do that was to was to do it in a smoothie in the morning um otherwise you know you're not going to get many people to have a salad for breakfast or, or things like that um 
So I just, I just focus on one thing at a time. For me, the, the smoothie was very powerful because it, it got me to kind of get that rush of all these, uh, amazing plant foods and all these amazing nutrients. And, and I was able to feel the power of it very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I kind of recommend the smoothie. Um, and, and that's where I start. I say, Hey, you know, whatever you're doing for breakfast, if it's bacon and eggs or cereal or whatever, you know, give this a try. Um, you know, try this just so you can feel the power of something different and, and stick with that for, you know, at least a week and then see how that makes you feel. And then let's make one other change. Right. And, and it's, it, you know, the next change might be eliminating, uh, most dairy, you know, or, or just simply, you know, changing your, your whole milk to a, uh, to an almond milk or, just gradual change in the right direction. And, you know, I, my whole goal is to eventually, um, eliminate meat and dairy and focus on whole plant foods. And, and most people within two weeks, just with kind of, uh, the, the green smoothie and, and starting to cut out, um, meat is kind of the approach I take meat then dairy, um, that they really start feeling the power of it, you know, aches and pains, uh, tend to go away. They notice more energy. Digestion is, is probably the biggest one, uh, people notice right away. And I, I think that's for a lot of reasons, but to get into kind of the actual science, it's kind of the, the fiber and, um, that sort of thing. And I, I just think your, your body starts working the way it's intended to pretty quickly, but it, it's gradual. You know, nobody, you're, you're not trying to, you know, do it overnight. It's a very gradual process, and I really encourage people to listen to how they're they're personally feeling the whole way. Um, because I'm not saying every fruit and vegetable is right for everyone, but um, I think it's important for for people to gradually feel and gradually eliminate things so they can actually see um, the effect of certain things on them. Well, and I say be cautious because you might start being psychic, reading people's minds, having um, lucid dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the um, effects of this stuff as you become more alert and aware and sensitive and intuitive. So like you do, I mean, if you want that quickly, jump into it, it, it you know, if that's your route, but it, but. It, that can also be freaky to people. I mean, sometimes they don't want to see all that and feel all that immediately, you know? They're used, yeah. to, being, they're used to being numb or less aware. One thing I like is that you have this um, in your your um, coaching, you say that you started with your mom and you coached your mom. I love that. I did, yeah. She was my she was my guinea pig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, um, you know, again, it was one like, of the... Great. Start with your mom. <laughs> yeah. And she was, um, you know, she, she's done so much for me over the years. It was kind of, again, kind of getting back to what we talked to earlier, kind of that inclination or calling to, to help others after I realized this myself. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I thought who, you know, who, who more would I love to help than, than my mom? And, uh, yeah. And, and she really was my guinea pig. You know, I got her to, to give it a try. And she actually, she didn't go gradually, really. She, she jumped right in and, um, kind of from the get go started with just, you know, really focusing on, on eating whole plant foods. And, uh, it, it's been amazing for her. She, 
all all medications and supplements she was able to you know get off she just just a couple of weeks ago uh texted me and said you know the the scale was the lowest number she's seen in years and <laughs> sleep you know she sleeps better and you know it only took her uh 6 7 weeks and she she told me that she would just never go back and it was just the coolest thing to to see her yeah. um kind of kind of uh have those changes another uh uh kind of crazy thing that happened to her was um hair in certain parts of her body specifically um on her face went away and things like that and i think it it had to do with you know hormones and in meat and dairy and things like that and um yeah. uh so that was very interesting i didn't i had never heard about you know that happening or but it's been awesome yeah it was it was so cool to um to help her and i actually my my plan was to kind of uh in the name of my business eat green make green my plan was to kind of you know work with work with entrepreneurs and executives to kind of say uh on the mental aspect of of kind of yeah. taking your career yeah. to the next level which i still want to do but i ended up i worked with my mom and i just i i from there i said i you know what i would love to work with with more mothers because i <laughs> saw what i saw what it did for my family you know, my, my mom was on board, and after that, she starts making better meals for the kids. She starts, you know, making better meals for, for my dad. And it, it was like a trickle-down effect, and everyone in my family started to benefit from it. And I said, wow, you know, if I want to touch as many people as I can, i got to get mom on board, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that she was willing says a lot about her. She sounds like a really beautiful person, and... And that she allowed you to help her. And I can imagine that would be healing for you to say, to give her a gift to help her live longer. Definitely. Definitely. It was, I can't, ex I can't explain how, you know, rewarding it was and still is, you know, um, yeah. really was. That's cool. We have about 10 to 15 minutes left and I'm thinking, what can we do to have this be a little bit fun in a different way? So, um, I have the thought, who is one of your heroes or somebody that you admire? Mm. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, anybody that I comes would, to mind? Yeah. Um, my, my dad. To be to be honest awesome. with you, yeah. Tell me about. Tell us about him. Um, well, he is. Um, and so he, my, I'm one of eight eight children, a big family. Wonderful. And um, I just how he has gone about supporting, you know, ten people. Um, just. I, I struggle to understand how he's done it. Um, and he, he just is able to leave work at work. And when he comes home, family is family. I mean, to the extent, um, to the extent of, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even, I barely knew what he did for a career until I was, you know, 23, 24 years old. And I finally, really? you know, yeah, I mean, he just really had has this ability to when he's with family, he's with family, and when he's at work, he's at work. And something I've always just, you know, I appreciate how he's able to do that 
Um, now I never appreciated it, you know, growing up, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know how he's done it and, um, how he continues to do it. You know, I still have, I still have siblings that are fairly young that he still supports. And, um, so yeah, I would say, I would say just, just that selflessness that, um, my mother too, just, just the, the selflessness and, and putting, you know, others before yourself that I uh, certainly, I still have not, uh, totally mastered or understand or, uh, relate to fully. And, um, I think that's just an amazing, amazing thing. So that's what I would say. That's really neat. I love that. You don't hear that a lot. People are, a lot of people seem to be angry at their parents, you know, <laughs> but it sounds like they're incredible people who, I mean, brought you up to where you're now trying to share what, the, to some degree, what they gave you, even if it isn't exactly, but, you know, educate people. Um, you know, one of the reasons I asked is because a few weeks ago I had a, um, a guest on and I was able to channel, um, a, a, actually an, a thing for her to be, and, and educate her on that because, you know, it's like sometimes listening to this show, people are a little interested in like what, what gifts are possible, what gifts are out there. And so, okay, you know, I don't need to channel your dad because he sounds like he's pretty amazing, but you, I sensed a tone of feeling like a little bit of disappointment or something or some like that you are not making it like my thought is he's got eight kids. He had to be selfless because he, mm. you know, <laughs> when you have that many children, you just forced to be patient and all these things. But of course, not everybody does end up accepting that, that work or, or, um, lesson. But I mean, what, I mean, part of me thinks you're, even though you adore and admire him, you have your own call. You have your own work. Do you know that? Um, I do, I know it, but there is a part of me that I, I feel like a part of me is influenced to give back to him. Um, you know, there's a part of me that wants to have success for him so that he can you know, spend the last however many years, you know, the way he should, you know? Yeah, so you want to be able to provide for him. Is that what you mean financially so that he can rest and enjoy his life? Sure, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's very, that's admirable. I, um, and maybe that's what I can do. You know, I see paths people I, I use this gift sometimes when I do reads for people is to be able to kind of access a path and and I'll do it subtly so that it's not overwhelming to you but um I'm going to connect if you're if with your permission to your path concerning this work if you stay on the road that you're on right now um so even if out of curiosity <laughs> I'll let you know what I see what do you think? Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
it definitely is has a positive um has positive movement there's been a few not necessarily obstacles but maybe some things that are in the way that have helped you that have kind of been i don't explain it because it sounds like i'm it's that it sounds like it seems like you're um you've been slightly desiring it for it to move even quicker is that right yeah definitely yeah so I would say that it's it is the movement does feel like it's possible for it to go faster. Um and you've cleared yourself and you've gotten yourself in a really amazing state and you've been I believe you've been really intuitive. This website feels like you've looked at what not just about what you want to share and your wisdom, but how you can present it as a, a way that seems calm, safe, happy. For others, you're not just looking at it from your perspective. You're, you challenged your own even and, and said, what can I do to get it interesting for other people? Which is really, to me, a powerful, uh, th- uh, asset to movement. There's people that have these things they want to do, but they don't, they're not as, as sensitive to how to notice their, the community that we're in, the culture that we're in. But like I said, like what you, it looks to me like you're, You've established um, yourself in a way that makes it fluid. I feel like there's, it's not necessarily hesitation in you, but there is a piece of you as a truth seeker that holds back just a little. You don't mean to consciously, but you're holding back in it. I wouldn't be surprised if you were doing it on a subconscious level in order to um, make sure that your success doesn't um, get to the point where it goes to your head. And I, I appreciate that. That looks actually pretty cool. Um, I think don't be afraid of that. So just in this space right now, I'm going to kind of help assist in shifting that, that, that I don't believe you'll struggle with this going to your head. I think that you, you already have a good grounding. Your parents are such stable, masculine and feminine for you that they, if it ever does get to that point, you've got a great family to help you. And it sounds like, it seems like your girlfriend as well would be right there saying, uh, uh-uh. uh, you're not allowed to be a, you know, the ego. And that, so that's the feeling is that you'll probably go faster if you can remove that. Now, a lot of times when I help people, they, they don't know that something's on that subconscious level. And so just envision gathering that concern on that deeper level and pulling it up. Imagine it to be a color and it's from the bottom of your toes. And bring it up through your knees and your and through your whole body. Pull it up to your eyes. Pull it out and look at it. Thank it for what it's given you, and then release it. Now this will assist you in moving your path a lot quicker. The second thing that's coming to my mind is sometimes you say no. You don't mean to say no, but you might say no at to things because you have some system running you that that's what people do. But the successful people, a lot of times, like uh, the guy that that was successful with um, that created Apple, what's his name? <laughs> Everybody knows. Steve him. Jobs. So, yes, Bob. He, he he would say yes a lot. He would say yes to so many crazy things. He didn't. He stopped listening to the programs or the situations that would be perceived as if um, there's a should. There's a should there. Sorry, there's a call coming in or something. I don't know what that sound is. Are you, are we still there? Yep, I'm still here. Okay, okay. So the should 
um, be start noticing these things and talk to them all the shoulds. And it seems to me you're already very pretty open and fluid compared to quite a few people. Like you're just like open and excited and ready for the next level and and moving your th- work really quickly. And if you want to go faster, you would question and challenge more of the shoulds and separate separate yourself in a positive way. Sometimes we get this negative connotation to separating ourselves like, oh, well, that means that I think I'm better or whatever. And I know that on one level, you totally don't. You're okay with that. But For those that are interested in adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you're in luck. That's what I do. I work with men and women all over the world to adopt this lifestyle, to heal inflammation, to get off their medications and treat their health at the source, which is with diet and lifestyle. My program called Seven Weeks for the Rest of Your Life is designed to teach you exactly how to transition into a healthier lifestyle And I give you all the tools, all the resources, everything you need to adopt this lifestyle and apply it to your life for years to come. For more information on my course, pop over to eatgreenmakegreen.com slash coaching. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week. (laughs) 